one of you. He has something special for you. He has something prepared, especially for each of you. In fact, touch yourself and say, God has something special prepared for me in 23. God has something special prepared for you. And, and it's our job as, as the pastor to hopefully quicken and awaken what God's about to do in you. And we're going to stay on you. We're going to be with you. We're going to be talking about living a little different this year. We're going to talk about living hungry. And when we say hungry, we're not talking about literally hungry. Even though during the consecration, you might get a little hungry. <laughs> but we're not talking about literally hungry. We're talking about going after God. We're talking about living hungry for those things which are spiritual. And we're going to talk about that a little bit on this morning. Amen. We're going to share of God's word in just a few moments. Amen. But we just want to encourage you on today. That's going to be kind of our theme for the year, if you will, live hungry. We're going to be talking about how we walk and how we live as it relates to God and what God desires from us. And not just worshiping God but how on Sundays and on Tuesdays, but how we should approach God, how we should truly go after God and desire the things of God. Amen? Amen. We're going to go to the Word in just a moment. We're going in the Word. We're going to Matthew, the fifth chapter, and we'll be looking at verse 6. Amen. Help me, Brother Levi. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, you know my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, you know my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Oh, I thank God for saving me. I thank God for saving me. You know my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God. For saving me. Hallelujah. St. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 reads like this Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Hallelujah. Again, that's from the English Standard Version, Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are those who hunger. In fact, say that with me. Say, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Amen. You may be seated. Lord, open our hearts and minds and our spirits in these moments that we might be receptive to your word. Well, let us not leave this destiny moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. We're going to talk about how to live hungry, how to live hungry. And here in the Beatitudes, as we often call them here in Matthew chapter 5, God is giving us a lot of things in terms of what we should do and how we should be and how we should live. 
And in doing one of those, in doing those, one of the ones I found interesting in verse 6 that God has impressed upon my heart uh, for the latter part, probably the latter part of last year, he was talking about how to live hungry, how to live with a hunger and thirst for righteousness, how to live with a hunger and thirst for the things of God. And when I began to consider how to live hungry, and, and, and I thought about it, I, I had to think about it in the practical sense, in how we are naturally hungry. How are we naturally hungry? It's a part of our instinct. It's a part of our system that tells us that we're hungry. It, 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 it's our body that is crying out to us that we have, don't have enough nutrients, that we don't have enough sustenance. That we don't have enough, we haven't, we haven't consumed enough to give our body the energy that it needs. We know on the basic level, and we're not getting too, we're not a nutritionist, but we know on a basic level, you consume food so that you have energy, so that your body can process the things that it needs to, so that you, your, your body, the, your blood can continue to flow and take oxygen to, to the heart and to the rest of your body, but you need food that you find in energy to keep these processes alive, to keep them moving. And when you don't have enough of that energy, when you don't have enough to, to, to cause those processes to continue to work, then your body begins to cry out to you in different ways. A lot of times you become more lethargic. You become, you, you don't have as much energy. And, and then sometimes when you're, when you're hungry, you, 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 even your stomach will start to rumble a little bit. It's letting you know that I have not consumed Get this, because I, we're going to take it with us. I have not consumed enough of what I need to survive. On a basic level, that, that, that's what hunger should be to us. It, it, it's a cry of our bodies that's telling us that I have not consumed enough of the nutrients that I need to survive. I have not consumed enough of that energy that I need to survive. And so when our spirit is hungry, when our spirit is longing for more of God, what our spirit is saying to us on that same basic level is that I have not consumed enough of what I need to survive. But better than that, I haven't consumed enough of what I need, and because Paul helps us here, I haven't consumed enough of what I need to take control in your body. Because understand, your spirit is battling your flesh. And if we think about the, 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 the war on the inside, Paul says, the things I would do, I don't do not. And the things that I would want to do, that, that I can't do. But I find it, it, it to be a rule in my, in my flesh that I'm battling my flesh. My spirit is battling my flesh. There's a war going on within me. So then the question becomes, if there's a war going on on the inside, which side are you feeding? Let me ask you again. Which side are you feeding? Are you feeding the flesh or are you feeding your spirit? And whichever side you feed the most is the one that's going to win. Just think of it. If you had two dogs on the inside and they're fighting, but you only feed one of them, which dog do you think is going to win? 
the one that you feed. So if we break that down on a practical level, the way that we can know who's winning is based on the one that we're feeding. If I'm feeding my flesh day in and day out, and I'm not feeding my spirit, then my flesh is winning. And what do you mean by feeding? I'm not talking about natural food. I'm not talking about you have to eat. I didn't say starve yourself. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you feed the flesh, we feed the things that the flesh wants and that the flesh desires. We feed the flesh scrolling on on Instagram and, and Facebook and watching all these movies and television. And the things that those things in and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with it. But if we're feeding our flesh, but we're not feeding our spirit, I can already tell you who's winning. The thing you're feeding the most is the one that's winning. It's that simple. Whatever you feed the most, that's what is winning. And then again, to go to another level, which we don't like to acknowledge, whatever you're feeding has a higher priority than the other because you're spending more time feeding it. I just want you to imagine, I, I, I gave that example, but think about, think about that. What if you had a dog, two dogs at your house and one was named your flesh and one was named your spirit? And now think of how you treat your flesh and think how your spirit might feel about that. Spirit might say, you don't feed me as often as you feed him. You don't spend as much time attending to my needs as you do spend attending to his needs. So at some point, and then the Spirit's saying, you do all of these things for him, you spend all this time for him, and, and, and you feed him, and then when we fight, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Because they're getting all your time, all your attention, and you're giving them all the food. You're feeding them all the time. And the thing about hunger, and, and let me give you this as we transition, sometimes we're hungry and we want to eat, but just because we're hungry doesn't mean we're eating the things that we actually need. Because a lot of times there are things we want, come in here with me, and then there are the things that we need to eat. The things we want to eat and the things we need to eat. And I'm not going to jump on you. I know it's been the holidays, but I'm just being real. Things we want to eat versus the things we need to eat. And if you want to break it down to, to, simple, to make it really simple for you to understand, think of a child. There's the things the child wants to eat. If you let a child eat what they want to eat, they're going to be diabetic. They're going to pass out. They're going to have a sugar coma. They'll eat cake, candy, gummies. They'll eat that all day, drinks all the soda they can because they are hungry. It's true that they're hungry, but they don't know how to satisfy that hunger with the nutrients that they need. And let me tell you, God tells us the same thing in Scripture as it relates to our spirit when he said, we don't know how to pray as we ought. <laughs> What he's saying right there when he said you don't know how to pray for what you ought to, he's saying you want the sugar, the cake, the candy, and all of that. You don't even know the things that you ought to ask for. 
You don't even know the things that, that, that you should desire that will satisfy the needs of your spirit. All you know is that you're hungry. And see, the human body has a way of tricking us because our flesh will trick us into saying, if you satisfy me, that's all you need. That's what the flesh will say. Flesh will say, if you satisfy me, that's all you need. That's why people get addicted and, and drunk and, at, and they're at the bar and they're drinking alcohol. And, and they're trying to, as they, even they say, they're drowning away their sorrows. They're dulling their pain. Because the flesh is saying, if you satisfy me, I'll take care of all that you need. But you know what? And that's why people, that people are addicted to drugs. You know why? They're taking drugs, but get this. They're taking drugs. They're addicted to drugs. They get on drugs because they're hungry, but they don't know what to eat. They don't know how to satisfy that hunger. People who are in, sometimes in serial relationships and sometimes they're trying to satisfy the, the, the wantings and longings of their flesh with sex and, 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 and such a lifestyle as that, and they continue to fill their life with that. Why? Because they know they're hungry, but they don't know how to satisfy the hunger of their spirit. So they keep giving it something because they know they're hungry, but they just don't know what to give it. It's just like that child. They don't know what to give it. Jesus gave us an example of that when he's at the, the woman at the well. The woman at the well was saying, we worship God in this mountain. Jesus said, you know not what you worship. He said, I can give you a water where you'll never have to thirst again. Because we know the woman was thirsty. The reason we know she was thirsty is Jesus said you had five husbands. Come on now. Thirsty. You had five husbands and the one you're with right now is not even your husband. See, she, was, she knew she was hungry. She knew she was thirsty, but she didn't know how to satisfy the hunger and thirst and the longing of her spirit, but her flesh lied to her and said, if you have enough husbands, if you have enough men in your life, if you have enough sex, then I'll take care of you. Flesh said, if you drink enough alcohol, if you stay drunk enough, I'll dull the pain, I'll give you everything you need. Flesh said you take enough drugs. If you stay high enough, long enough, we don't have to worry about your problems. I'll satisfy all your needs if you just give me a few drugs because I'm the flesh and I'll take care of your needs. But guess what? Anything that we do that is not feeding our spirit, we have to continue to do. And it gets harder. It's like for the, anybody who's told you about getting high on drugs, you get high, but they say the rest of your life you're chasing that first high. And you got to take more and more to get back to where you were because you continue to need that. Jesus was saying to the woman, he said, I'll give you water of where you'll never thirst again. You won't have to chase the drunkenness of the flesh. You won't have to chase trying to get high all of the time. Because you're not satisfying the flesh, I'm going to satisfy you in a deeper place that will be in you. It replenishes itself. He said it wells up into eternal life. 
a water that replenishes itself, a water that only I can feel, a satisfaction. And I, I love the English Standard Version. I love it because we, I've always heard all my life, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. But the thing about something being filled is that my natural inclination is that it might get empty again. But I like the way the English Standard Version says it. It's saying you will be satisfied. An everlasting satisfied. Being satisfied in an everlasting way. God is satisfying the, the hunger and thirst of your soul with his spirit. And he's teaching you what you need to hunger after. So, the thing about being hungry is sometimes we, we try to satisfy it with things that, that, that do not satisfy. We, we try to take things that are unhealthy. In fact, some, if you continue to eat those things which are unhealthy, it begins to become a problem. Not only does it not satisfy your hunger, but it creates other problems. You keep eating the wrong thing, then you're going to have other problems. So, so your hunger, in a way, is creating more problems when you don't seek after the right things. God is saying, if you seek after me, not only will I satisfy your hunger, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. That means what I give you won't hurt you. What I give you won't hurt you. And when we hunger and thirst after the wrong things and try to satisfy them with those things, we're consuming things that ultimately will hurt us. It's almost as if because we are not in tune with what our body needs instead of what our body wants, we're basically consuming things that harm us and hurt us and cause us more pain and discomfort. Because we're not hungering after the right things. We're not seeking after the right things. So the, the question then is, well, well Lord, how, how do we seek the right things? How do we long after the right things? The Bible tells us, he says, set your affections on things above, not on things of this earth. That means we're hungering and seeking after the wrong things, which is accruing to our own hurt. And we need to be seeking those things which are eternal. Those things, and I put it this way, those things the devil can't just put his hands on. It's easy for the devil to put his hands on certain things when we base our hunger and thirst on tangible things. Base it on a house or an apartment or a car. Tangible things, money. Things that the Bible says the canker worm can come and rot and destroy. If that's our focus, we're hungry and thirsting after the wrong things. And those things are subject to be taken away from us. But when we seek after those things which are eternal, those things which are intangible, let me give you this. When we seek after those things, we can be in a place that seems bad to everybody else, but we can still have peace. When you seek after peace, when you long after peace. Because there are people who live in palatial estates and have car garages full of foreign cars that are, cost more than where you live, but they don't have peace. <laughs> so I can be in a place where it seems like I don't even have enough to meet my needs, but because I seek after God's peace, I can have peace in places where people don't understand. That's why they call it a peace that passes all understanding. 
That means I can be in the same place with somebody else in the same circumstances, in the same financial situation, but yet my life seems more fulfilling because I have peace and they don't. Not because I have more stuff, but because I have things that cannot be touched. I have things that the devil can't take away. Because if I'm desiring of God, if, Lord, I need joy, some of us are waiting on joy to come in the form of a check. Come on now with me. We're waiting for peace to come in the form of a house. Uh, and, and because you don't have the check and you don't have the house, then you've given up on having peace. But I want to share it with somebody. You can have joy without the check. You can have peace without the house. Paul said, I've learned in whatever situation that I'm in, I've learned to be content so I can have peace while I'm hanging on to a side of the ship in the middle of the storm trying to make my way to shore. Paul said, I can have peace when the viper lashes onto my arm and I just shake it off in the fire. Paul said, I can have peace when they're letting me down in a basket over the wall because the authorities are out there trying to stone me to death. Paul said, in every situation that I'm in, I've learned that I can be satisfied, that I can have peace, that I can have joy where I am. So that means I I can have joy when all of my bills are not paid. Ah, I wish... Somebody will with me. I, 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 I can have peace when, when I, I, I'm living in my little apartment that, that's just big enough for me to turn around in. But I, I can, have, I, I can have, have peace in it. And, and the thing I'll let you know is that when you have joy and when you have peace, despite where you are, there are people who have millions of dollars that would give that all away just to have a little bit of your peace. They, they'd sell that big house that, you, that you're looking for just to have a little bit of the joy that you're experiencing where you are because we have sought after the right things. So, Lord, I, 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 I'm not praying for the check because my joy is not attached to the check, but, Lord, still let me have the joy. If, if I don't give the, get the check, Lord, I, I still want the joy. Uh, if, I, if I don't qualify for the size house that I want, Lord, let me still have the peace where I am. So that means my soul begins to hunger after those things that are intangible, those things which are of God. I'm longing after joy. I'm longing after peace. I'm longing after being closer to God. And if you want to talk about something that that ought to be one of your resolutions for this year, your resolution ought to be, Lord, help me to be closer to you this year than I was last year. Help me me to be a little bit closer. Help me to seek after you. Help me to seek after. Help me to long after you. Help me to hunger and thirst after you. Because, get this, as the scripture is telling us, Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be satisfied. It does not promise satisfaction to anybody else. It doesn't promise satisfaction. Those who hunger and thirst after money 
doesn't say you'll be satisfied. Those who hunger and thirst after things does not say you'll be satisfied. But those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, after the things of God, those are the people who will be satisfied because God is saying, when you seek after that, I'll give it to you. That's what God is saying. I'll give it to you. When you seek after those things, I will give it to you. And Jesus then told us an ancillary to that scripture. He said, if you seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. Then all of these things shall be added to you. Some of the other things that you're praying for, don't pray for that. Pray after righteousness. Hunger after righteousness, long after the things of God. And God said, I have those things for you, but I need to know that you're hungering after the right thing. Because it's not money. That's the root of all evil. The Bible also says money answers all things, so it doesn't seem like that matches up. But it's the pursuit. Give you this. It's the hunger for money. When seeking money is your end goal, that is what's evil because if that's your end goal, you, won't have any, you don't have any problem doing whatever you need to get it. You'll step over people. You'll mess up relationships. You won't worry about God at all if your end goal is money. If you're seeking after money, if you're hungry after money, that is the root of all evil because it'll lead you down a path that takes you to hell. It's not the money itself, it's the hunger. You're hungering for the wrong thing. You're seeking after the wrong thing. You're desiring the wrong thing. Because when you're desiring and seeking those things, that lets God know your spirit is not in control. That's your flesh seeking that. It's your flesh. Your spirit does not desire money. <laughs> Let me give you that so that you understand where you are when you pray. Your spirit does not desire money. Money does not satisfy the things of the spirit. Houses and cars don't satisfy the needs and the hunger of the spirit. So when you're seeking after those things, that is your flesh which is seeking after it, which lets us know that your flesh is in control even when you pray. So that's why he says we don't know how to pray how we ought to pray. Because we're praying in our flesh and we're not playing, praying in our spirit. Lord, help me pray in the spirit. Help me to pray in the spirit. Not after the flesh, but Lord, help me to pray in the spirit. Because when I seek your righteousness and I, when I seek kingdom first, God said, I'll satisfy the needs of the flesh. God, God told him, he said, he told him, he said, why, why worry about height and worry about what you're going to eat? He said, don't you know that your heavenly father knows that you have need of them? God knows you need to eat. Come in here now. God knows you need to eat. God knows you get naturally thirsty. God knows you need shelter. God knows you need increase. God knows you have need of those things. So if I spend my time praying over only the things that my flesh needs, I'm not allowing my spirit to pray. And why why do I need to pray in the spirit? Because God is a spirit. 
And they that worship him must worship him in spirit, not in flesh, but worship him in spirit and in truth. It's our flesh that is an encumbrance to us receiving what we need from God. When we allow our flesh to take over, when we allow our flesh to take control, when we allow our flesh to pray instead of us praying in the spirit, because then we never get what we need. Let me tell you like this, your flesh and your spirit, think of it this way. Your spirit is you, the adult, knowing what you need. Your flesh is your child making your grocery list. How many of you going to let your, your little child, your five, six-year-old child, make your grocery list? All right, mom, we need some lollipops, gummy worms, and some, and some red hots and some Starbursts, and some Skittles, uh, and some Kool-Aid. I think that's it. That's all we need. That's what we need. It's laughable, isn't it? But that's what happens when you allow your flesh to pray. Your flesh is praying for stuff that your spirit knows it does not need. And, I, and then, then in the morning, so when I get up in the morning, I need to make sure that I'm petitioning out of my spirit and not out of my flesh. Out of my spirit. You know a good signal that you're praying in the spirit and not in the flesh is that you're also praying for other people. Praying for other people because your spirit, it, it, it considers other people. By this shall you know you are my disciples, that you have love one to another, that you're, you're considering somebody else. You're praying for somebody else. And let me give you this, this just being honest. Most of the time when we pray for other people and we're praying in the spirit, we're not praying that they get things. Think about it, parents. Most of the time you're praying for your, your children, especially your grown children. You're not praying for them to have things. You're saying, Lord, give them peace. Lord, let them get, have a closer relationship with you. Lord, allow them to find satisfaction and joy in, in the Lord. Let the joy of the Lord be their strength. You're praying for things, get this, that you cannot touch. Praying for things you cannot purchase at Walmart. You're praying for those things that are where you're setting your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. You're praying in your spirit. And sometimes, let me give you this too, sometimes you're praying for others in the spirit and then you switch and pray for yourself in the flesh. Lord, give them peace. Lord, give them joy. Lord, let me get this new car. Lord, let me, Lord help me get approved for this new home. It's like you turn the switch. When you're praying for others, you were praying in the spirit. Then you pray, start turning around and pray for yourself in the flesh. Stop letting your five-year-old make your grocery list. That's what you're doing when you pray in your flesh. Let the adult in your body, which is your spirit, make your prayer request. Lord, help me pray in the spirit because you know at the end of the day, what do you want? Do you want the house? Do you want the money? No, you want to be satisfied. Oh. Help me to be 
satisfied. Pray that we say, Lord, help me be satisfied. And to be satisfied, I have to pray and seek and hunger and thirst after righteousness. Seek, hunger, and thirst after the things that are intangible, the things that I cannot touch, the things that the devil cannot steal. I think a few years ago, I used to tell you, some of us are praying for the TV in our homes, and you know, the first thing the thief steals is your TV. You know why? Because you put it in a place where it can be seen. Nobody hides your TV in the closet. Come on now. Your TV gets stolen because of the first thing that is seen. It's obvious to the thief that comes into your house. So it's easy for them to take it because it's in a place where it's obvious and they steal it. So then in our lives, we keep praying for TVs, things that can be stolen, things that the devil can put his hand on. And then when he takes it, he takes the TV, but then you give him your joy because you tied your joy up into a TV. You tied your peace up into a physical thing, which lets me know that we didn't pray in our spirit, but we prayed in our flesh. And maybe, just maybe, God's going to keep letting him take the TV until you start praying for different things. Uh, Come on, the TV is a metaphor now. It's not just the television in your house. But some of us, we're praying for TVs in our life, and God keeps allowing the devil to lay hands on the TVs and take them out because he's trying to teach us to pray for something else. And in teaching us, Sometimes we go through the harshest thing. We go through the struggle, and we struggle because God is teaching us how to pray. When you struggle hard enough, your your priorities get aligned. When when you struggle hard enough, you're not not crying, struggling, praying on the Lord, oh, Lord, I'd be all right if you just sent me another TV. No. That's not not how you pray. Some of us, when you really go through the struggle, you just want to have your joy back. I wish I had some real people in here. You just want to have the peace in your life back. You know something that teaches us how to live, and I'm finished. You know something that'll teach you how to live really quick, fast, is sickness. You know how sickness will teach you to appreciate things? You know, this is how sickness will teach you, because I, I, I had this a few weeks ago. I think I, I, I got a little uh, food. I, had the wrong, I don't know if it was food poison or what. Got that. I had a burning sensation in my stomach. I was hurting. I mean, it just would not go away. It was hurting all night. I didn't, I didn't sleep that night. You know what I was praying for? I was praying, Lord, can I just feel like I felt before I ate that? Before I had this pain. You know what? We begin to appreciate where we were. We appreciate just not being in pain. I didn't say, oh, Lord, ah, if you send me a bigger TV, I think I'll feel better. (laughs) Lord, if you send me another house, I, I, I think I'll be all right. No, 
I was praying and appreciating where I already was. And you know what? When I felt better and I just felt like I did before, you know what I did? I did something then that I didn't do before. You know what I did? I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not, not, not because you sent me a new blessing, not because you sent in, in an item, but Lord, thank you that I'm not in the pain that I could have been in. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for being able to feel the pain because feeling the pain means that I am alive. Lord, Lord, I thank you. Lord, 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 I thank you for, for whatever I'm struggling with right now, Lord. It's not more than I can bear. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I have troubles and trials, but Lord, I haven't lost my mind. And for that, Lord, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being alive. I thank you for feeling as well as I do. Lord, I thank you. For having the, the necessities that I, that I need just to survive. Lord, 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 I thank you. Lord, I, I'm not about to be feeling as great in my body as I want to, but I, I, I'm not as bad as I used to be. Lord, I, I, I just want to say, say, thank you. Lord, I don't even always do right like I should, but I'm doing better now than I used to. And for that, Lord, I just want to say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. For even when I pray out of my flesh. Lord, I thank you for satisfying me in the spirit, for allowing me to live with peace, for allowing me to live with joy. And sometimes it's the pain that I've gone through that's caused me to appreciate simple things. The next day, I heard all through the night I didn't have sleep. And when I laid down that next night, I was not in pain, and I said, Lord, thank you. I slept through the night, and when I woke up, I said, Lord, thank you for restful sleep. And Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. I didn't need a package. I didn't need a TV. I didn't need a house. But it wasn't my flesh that was just thankful. It was my spirit that was thankful because God sent me things not that I wanted but he sent me exactly what I needed. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Let us stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Heavenly Father, Lord, first of all, we want to start by just saying thank you. Thank you, Lord. For the small things, Lord, we say thank you, Lord. For, for life and, and for health, Lord, we want to say thank you, Lord. For, for the soundness of our mind, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Allowing us to see another day, Lord. We say thank you for being able to feel pain, Lord, that, that reminds us that we're alive, Lord. We just want to say thank you for even the hurts that we've gone through and the trials we've been through. Lord, they've all taught us something. And for that, Lord, we just want to say thank you. And through all the trials and all the storms that we've been through, Lord, we're still right here. And that's a testimony in itself. And for that, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help us on this year to live hungry, Lord. To live with a hunger and thirst for righteousness. To seek after those things which are above and not beneath. Those things which are intangible. Those things that last. 
Those things that satisfy our spirit and not our flesh. Lord, we don't know how to pray as we ought, but Lord, allow the Holy Spirit to make intercession for us. To teach us to seek those things that we need. And to be grateful, Lord. Help us to be grateful, Lord. Help us to be grateful, Lord. For peace. For joy. For the small things that make life complete. Help us, Lord, to seek you that we might be satisfied. Lord, help us to be satisfied. And Lord, we claim all of these things in thy son Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise, Lord. For those who've been watching us virtually, we praise God for you. And we pray that you seek after the things of God so that you may truly be satisfied. God bless you. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fun. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.